Good evening, everybody. And uh, thank you, Harissa, for having me here. And uh, Sabbath hours, I think, have fallen on us. And uh, I pray that we all be blessed with the Sabbath day and the time we spend with God during the Sabbath day. Yes, so let me start. Uh, I was asked to share uh, how God has answered prayers. And uh, when I thank, uh, when I uh, uh, went through the prayers that God has answered, I realized it's such a long list of answered prayers that I didn't know which one to choose. Because all of them are so beautifully answered in God's amazing way. And uh, quite often it blew me away, the way prayers were answered. Uh, I started uh, asking God when I landed in Lightning Ridge, that was uh, uh, after a few years that I spent in Sydney. And uh, when I was in Lightning Ridge, I asked God, why did you bring me to Lightning Ridge all the way from South India? And what am I doing in Lightning Ridge? And uh, I kept thinking of why. And I kept asking God why. And uh, one Sunday morning, the answer came back loud and clear when I was uh, lying down in my lounge and I decided that Sunday morning that I would like to experience what it is to sleep in on Sundays. And I said, no, I'm not getting up. I'm just going to stay here and I'm going to experience what it is to sleep in. And lo and behold, I was alone in the house and it was about quite early in the morning. And I heard a voice very, very distinctly saying, get up, get up and go. Wilmeringle. I'd like to start there because that's where my journey and my experience with God and answering prayers started. Now, I didn't have a clue where this place was, but anyway, my dear uh, sister and partner in, in uh, all the work we do, uh, she's here with me now, and uh, I rang her and I said, this is where we've got to go to. She said, where on earth is that? I said, I don't know. But anyway, we got up, we headed to this particular town. And uh, there were two ladies there standing outside, which was quite unusual for them to be up that early, being, uh, uh, yeah, they don't normally get up that early, put it that way. <laughs> and they said hello to me because I met one of them many, many years ago. And she requested us to go to that town and to help them with teaching the children uh, the Bible. Uh, because we used to do uh, uh, programs at schools in our neighboring towns. And that's where I first met her. Anyway, long story short, we went there and uh, they were very happy to see us. And uh, we uh, decided that we'd uh, do some children's programs for them. And I thought, so this is the answer to my prayer of asking God, why am I in Lightning Ridge? <clears throat> because as the days progressed, the months progressed, the years progressed, she said she, uh, one particular lady in town said that uh, she would love us to go to other towns, neighboring towns, because she wanted us to teach 
her family members there also about God and especially to teach the children about what we were doing uh, at that particular town. And that's where the journey extended and we started going to the towns that she asked us to go to and where her family members were. And uh, we did and they all uh, enjoyed the programs and uh, we thanked God. But we continued to pray because I just couldn't uh, really uh, understand at that point in time what was there in doing programs like this, Lord. And I prayed and I said, uh, what more? Uh, it seems to be that we're not getting any uh, response back for what we're doing. <clears throat> you know, I like things done yesterday. That's the hurry I'm with, with God's work. I always want to see immediate results. So we keep praying and praying and praying. And the motto of our team that goes out to these, uh, to these places is prayer, patience, and persistence. I didn't have the second one, patience. I, already, I always wanted immediate results. But anyway, we continued and we prayed and we did continue our work. And the thought came to me, give each one in the town a Bible. So, you know, I keep asking God, and I say, Lord, I'm not, I'm not asking you. <clears throat> I just need to know. And I think I can ask you because you're my father. And I want answers. But God is so good when we pray. He gives us answers. But in his own time, not in our time, and not when we want it. Especially not when I want it, because I want it immediately. And uh, anyway, the answer came back to me, inspired just give them, give each one of them the, word, the Bible. That is the word of God, and I want them to have it. That's the thought that came back to me. And I was amazed. I said, give each one a Bible, each home a Bible. So anyway, we took uh, that message, and we decided that we would give each one a Bible. And we went to all the towns and we distributed Bibles. But I thought, what's happening? What's happening with the Bible? What's, what would happen with giving them a Bible? And these are all um, Aboriginal towns. And I'd love to tell them more what is in the Bible and so on and so forth. And we did. But still, I wasn't satisfied. Probably I was looking for the whole lot of them to get baptized and have Bible lessons. And I even asked God that. I said, oh, it would be nice if we could have some baptisms. And uh, anyway, I was not uh, getting any feedback from distributing Bibles. Till one day when I went to visit a lady in one of the towns that we were working at. Uh, and um, she said, oh, I've got to talk to you, Beulah. I said, what are you going to talk to me about now, Jodie? And she said, you know the Bibles you gave us, and that was five years ago that I gave that lady, and I distributed Bibles in that, we distributed Bibles in that town. Five years ago, she said, do you remember the Bibles you gave? I said, yes, I do, of course I do. And she said it was in, the, in their bedroom, and her son, who was just six, six or seven years old, found the Bible in the bedroom, picked it up, brought it and left it in the lounge and called his mother and said, this is the Bible and I want you to read it to me and we should read it together. 
And she told me from that day, she started reading the Bible to her son, and she has learned more about God, and her son also is very thankful that she could uh, read the Bible to her little son. And um, the first town I went to, as I said, the lady there who uh, introduced us to her family in other towns, she told me one day, she said, Beulah, I want to learn to pray. And I said, oh, yeah, that's okay. She said, give me a book of, of prayers. And I, you know, always say, yeah, 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 you can, I'll get you one. And after going back, I thought, where on earth am I going to get a, bar, a prayer book? I don't know of prayer books that we as a church have. And so I prayed. I said, Lord, I opened my mouth too fast. I told her I'll give her a prayer book. Where on earth am I going to find a prayer book? Uh, well, I could bring the better books, but I don't know. Uh, what I should do. And when I went back and uh, opened the cabinet where all our Bibles and other uh, uh, material that we use for our outreaches, I opened that cabinet and I could not believe my eyes. Praise God for answering prayers. There was this beautifully wrapped uh, gift in the cabinet. I knew for sure that I had not um, done that, my lovely sister did not do that either. So I thought, what is this? And I took it out and I gently unwrapped it. And there was a book of prayers and Bible. Definitely not bought by us. But I do thank God. <clears throat> it was an answer to our prayer. So I took it to her and gave it to her. She started reading the book of prayers, called her family and her friends in the town. <clears throat> used the book of prayers and read the Bible to them. And she rang me and she told me that that's what she's doing. And we praised God. And they now continue to praying. And they ring me and tell me they're praying for me. How good is that? It's such a lovely feeling that these people are doing so. And uh, another church or another town that we go and uh, do church with, uh, a lady was seated there one day when we were doing church there. And uh, she came to me and she said, can you give me a Bible? I said, most certainly I can. And then she told me she had eight children and she wanted Bibles. I said, I don't have eight Bibles, but I will make sure that I do deliver Bibles to your house, which we did. And she said to me later when she contacted me, she said she's reading the Bible to all her eight children and other family members. And she's also started going to church. And I think, why do I ask God when he knows what he's doing and he has other plans uh, rather than me asking him, why God, why God? But the beauty is when we ask in prayer, he answers and he answers his, at, when he chooses to and in his own way. Actually, the sister and I were talking about uh, our progress in evangelism and uh, she said, we've got to go and we've got to do more. But I've been praying all along, and every time I pray and I say, Lord, prayer, patience, and um, persistence has been what we are doing with these people in these towns. And then the thought came to me earlier, as I've already said. God said again, just give them my word. I need them to have my word and read my word. And then I realize it's for us to just sow the seeds 
and the Holy Spirit will water them and bring them to where God wants them to be and when he wants them to be. Those are very few uh, uh, stories about uh, the people that we uh, uh, talk to and reach out to with God's word. But when it comes to my personal life and how God has helped me, I might as well share that also because that is an answer to prayer. I was traveling to Kuwait and uh, I was supposed to go and promote uh, uh, the Australian gemstone there. And, uh, but I took a few of those stones but I was inspired. I prayed and I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm taking this journey and I don't want to do it because it's pretty scary going to countries like that. Anyway, I took uh, Bibles and DVDs and all that in my suitcase. And when I went uh, through uh, uh, immigration and then to customs, I was standing behind two ladies uh, and uh, the guy who was at that uh, uh, counter asked them if they had drugs in their suitcases. And they said no. He did not bother to even uh, continue a conversation with them. He just took a penknife that he had and he just ripped through the whole suitcase and just tossed it over both the suitcases and everything went all over and scattered right around the table there. And I prayed, I said, Lord, I'm taking Bibles into this country. I'm taking material that I shouldn't be carrying into this country. I am done. I think I'm going to be killed. I think I'm just going, uh, not going to see my family or anyone again. Please forgive me and please help them. And please, please keep me safe if you can and take me through this, through this um, uh, immigration and uh, customs. And then I prayed and I don't think... I've ever bombarded heavens that much as I did that day with prayer. And uh, there were just two counters where they were checking uh, the customs guys were. But at the corner of that uh, uh, room, there was one guy, there were no lights, and he just appeared from nowhere, and he stood there. And he was just signaling to me to come to him. And I, being scared because it's a Muslim country, I have to be very careful and I was warned, given some rules and regulations of what to do and what not to do. So this guy was singing, uh, calling out, signaling to me and I turned away and then slyly again I looked at him and again he signaled to me, again I looked away and the third time when I looked at him, he pointed to me and he said, did this sig action. So I asked, I did this, are you calling me? And he said, yes. He shook his head and so I picked up my bag and baggage and went there and I was praying, Lord, because people told me that, like the family I was going to stay with, they rang me before I, I made my trip to Kuwait and they said, if you bring Bibles or any material like that, you will be taken away and we may not see you because somebody who did that just in the, before a few days or whatever, they were taken and they were not seen again. And here I am with all this material. I said, Lord, I'm sorry I brought all this material. I should not have done it, especially since the people told me not to. But anyway, this guy was singing out to me. So I just took my suitcase, no lights, nothing. He was not on duty. So I went to him and he said, show me your passport. So I showed him my passport. 
He said, you're not Australian? I said, no, I'm not. He's an Indian. So he said, where are you from? I said, from our country. So <laughs> he looked at me. He said, our country. I said, you're from India. I'm from India too. So he said, why are you having an Australian passport? I said, because I live in Australia now. Oh, he said. And then he said, I don't know English. Could you believe this? He's talking to me in English and he's telling me I don't know English. And I'm thinking, what's wrong here? And I'm praying, Lord, 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 please, please help me. Please help me. Don't let him touch my suitcase. Whatever happens, uh, just let him not touch that suitcase. Anyway, there were two other guys standing away from there. And then he was signaling to them, calling out to them. They were turning around, looking at him, looking at me, and they continued their conversation. Again, he sang out, calling out their names, and again, they didn't bother coming. The third time he called out, and the third time they didn't bother coming. And then he told me, I can't read anything on your passport. I don't know what's written on your passport. As I told you earlier, I don't know English. Just take your suitcase and just keep going, lady, he said. I was shaking and shivering, pulled my suitcase and I said, I just cried and I said, Lord, thank you so much for protecting me because as I said to you, when I went out to meet the family I was to stay with, they said that just in the previous flight that arrived, there was a girl and her father who obviously were Christians and went there to do some evangelism, were taken away and they were not seen again. And therefore, you conclude what happened to them. And then I said, oh my goodness, let's stand and pray. Let's praise God. Let's thank God. Because I've got stuff. They said, what? You've got stuff? What stuff? I said, I've got Bibles. I've got, I've got all this uh, evangelistic material. I've got books. I've got... They said, and they didn't get you? I said, I'm here, thank God, let them not get me, even if I'm here. And that is the answer to prayer. God works in amazing ways, his wonders to perform. And I always remember the verse, which you guys also must be very, very familiar with. If you're not, I think it's, it's good to get familiar with. And that's Philippians 4, 6, which says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let's not stop praying because God answers in his time and in his own way, but he answers. Thank you. God bless you all.